You're listening to Two Pauls and a Pod. I'm Paul Merriman. And I'm Paul Reed. So on today's episode, I am delighted that we are joined by Dermot Good uh, from Total Health Cover um, and part with Lockton Group. So Dermot is a health insurance expert. Um, and Dermot, even before I started Ask Paul, I used to hear you on radio quite a lot. You've completely demystified um, health insurance for people over the years, actually quite a long period of time. Um, and probably a little bit more of an aspiration point of view for me as well when I started off talking about life and pensions and the financial planning was how you've made it such plain English because it's it's so complicated health 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 insurance. Um, you might start if you don't mind by just giving people a bit of background about you and your career. Yeah, so look, thank you for 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 having me on. Yeah, the the wonderful world of health insurance. So I'm probably thirty years now in the market. Started out with VHI, um, and then was there for about twelve years. And obviously VHI one stage was the only player, so there was no competition. Um, then went into consultancy and then eventually went into life insurance, then set up. Actually, the first business I set up was health insurance savings. Actually, that was okay. back in 2009. Uh, then was part of core market and then total health cover. That entity started in 2014 and we've just recently been acquired by the Lockton Group. So in some shape or form, yeah, in health insurance for about 30 odd years. I mean, there was once at one stage was only 14 plans. Now really? I think we've close to three hundred and forty, you know. So, and I'm not responsible, but yeah, that's yeah. So it is <laughs> yeah. complicated. And, and you know what I will say, and I always say this, and we've said this on numerous podcasts um, with previous guests, and even when we've been talking, Paul, we've talked about getting the right people around you and the right yeah. team. And all, but I can't explain how important it is to get the right advice when it comes to health insurance. I, I, and I'm sorry, same with pensions and investments and all the usual mm-hmm. stuff. But if you're in hospital or you're trying to get into hospital or something's gone wrong the last thing you want to be told is that you're not covered for that or you're now getting the bill that you didn't expect because when you're in a health crisis or you're in pain or anything's gone wrong you're trying to get an operation quickly or whatever's going on in your life you don't have paid something for the last 10-15 years only to be on the wrong plan or not being able to get access to the hospital you want but because it's so complicated and 300 odd plans I think a lot of people listening have probably buried their head in the sand in the past and they kind of go oh look at it renewal next year or oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get around that eventually but I think it should be up there on a priority list to be fair yeah a lot of people just you know they just don't have the appetite for it because it is complicated um, understandably so but all insurance is but look the good thing is if you approach it properly mm-hmm. you know um, and forget about any advisors for now if you if you approach it properly with the insurance companies and ask them the right questions you'll get the best deals yeah. you know and the people who do that every year block out a half an hour just like car or home insurance yeah uh, they get great deals. And actually, one of the really good things with health insurance is that, like, Paul, you know, with the life assurance, you know, there's underwriting and if you don't disclose material facts and so forth, right? With health insurance, I say to people, you know, like the Irish psyche is tell the insurance companies nothing, but with health insurance, tell them everything. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, tell them what medical problems you have and tell them what your budget is and tell them which hospitals are important to you and uh, whatever plans they recommend those prices are set. Yeah. So it's not like they'll charge you 900 for a car insurance policy where somebody else who maybe knows the ropes better gets the same policy for 800. So health insurance is very transparent, you know, and if you if you approach it properly, you get the best deals. Yeah. Know? But there's loads of advisors around the country as well who for people who are worried or it's too important or they just don't have the time or are confused by the terminology, loads of people out there who will basically do the heavy lifting for them. The worst thing is doing nothing. That's the yeah. worst thing. Yeah, you're right. Well, we're going to go through, for for this episode, uh, just for people listening, we're going to go through, I suppose, the, the, the common theme that you come across there where people ask you questions all the time. And then I've got questions that have come in through the Ask Paul Instagram page as well we're going to ask you. 
But first of all, the one question I know that I do get all the time is number one, is it worth it? Why do I need it? Is number one. Um, and which is more important, like health insurance or, and it's very hard, but I, I think income protection is probably the most important problem. We've talked about this before in a previous episodes. So I think income protection is the most important thing. If something goes wrong, sickness and illness, wise, you need to have your income uh, protected and in place. And then I'm going to go after that with health insurance. I think it's even up there before the pension, the investment account. I think it's up there before um, life cover um, because it's where you're alive. All this respect, um, hopefully someone hasn't lost anybody recently, but you don't care about health insurance when you've passed away, you know, when you're dead. Um, but you will care about it if you're in a bad situation and you want to get really good care. And I think from the way our health system has been run, particularly in the last number of years, some decisions that have been made, I, I think you need it, unfortunately. And by the way, I want to just put a disclaimer on this and, and all episodes we do. We're not trying to annoy anybody because I know not everybody can afford health insurance. So I know somebody's listening to this and they can't afford it uh, and they are in the public system and so it's well for them they can afford it but it's almost like anything, any product in life, people can afford some things rather than others. So if, if, if you're in a situation where you can't afford it, we're going to talk about cheaper policies and policies that have you know, uh, additional free benefits for kids and loads of different uh, elements now in a few minutes. But um, if you can't afford it right now, you feel you can't, you might be able to afford it in the, in the future. So I think this is still going to add massive amount of value. Um, so David, we've listened to my priority list, income protection, then health insurance. What's your major kind of suppose queries you get off people once they decide to get health insurance or if they have health insurance? Yeah, so I suppose one of the things there which people often ask, particularly younger people is, do I really need it or what's yeah. the benefit of it, right? And you know, I would never try and persuade somebody to join, but look, let's look at if you don't have it. Yeah. So unfortunately, our public health system, I mean, know people blame everything on COVID, but public health system here was on its knees prior to COVID, yeah. despite the best efforts of everybody working there. So really, health insurance for me is about two words. It's, it's about access and it's about choice. Okay, so if I have cover... Um, and I I could have a sports injury at the weekend. So let's forget about the really serious cancers and things like that. Let's just look at sports injuries or or minor things that can that can happen to anybody yeah. at any time. If you have health insurance, you can basically get that treated pretty much straight away. Yeah. Okay. If you're on the public system, whether we like it or not, over seven hundred and fifty thousand people are thereabouts, depending on which figures you look at, are are on the public system waiting. Now, some people don't mind that at all. And if they don't mind that, you know what, then they don't need private health insurance. But if if that access point and whether it's kids or adults, if that's important, you either have to have a lot of money or you need cover. And then the second thing is choice. And choice is really which hospital, which consultant, like, you know, I'm self well was self-employed. I have to pick my time of admission to suit, you know, working life and family life and so on. And accommodation, like a lot of people now don't want to be in a semi-private room. They want a private room. So if that's all important to you, you want to be covered for the private hospitals yep. like the Beacon and the Hermitage and Vincent's Private and so on. And that's really, you know, where, where health insurance comes in. So that sports injury, I could be given a set of crutches and anti-inflammatories and be put on a waiting list to see a consultant. Or I can go to my GP privately, go to see an orthopedic consultant, get brought in for the arthroscopy or the joint injection within two to three weeks, or even if it's only a routine MRI. Mm -hmm. So it's really about that control thing. And that's why half the population here have private health insurance. And by the way, it's not because of the choice of accommodation. Like all the surveys show, most people have it because they're worried about having to wait for what could be essential. It's the access. So I, I think you're. I think you're right. I think it's the access point of view. I, I think it's trying to to make sure you can get in and get the best of care. 
Yeah. And look, I've, look I, I've, I was saying to yourselves just beforehand, I had surgery last year, orthopedic related surgery. I know I would have been waiting mm. like months because I, I wasn't going to die from it. You know, I could still potentially function. So, and that's why you, you hear people want to be in pain. Years. You don't want to be in pain yeah. for months. No, men don't like pain. Years, yeah, so, no, yeah. so um, <laughs> and probably the less said in that one, the better, right? But yeah, so like, you know, I, I wanted to get that done um, and I was able to basically decide who I went to and where I went to. And thankfully the outcome was good. Now, if you get into the public system, to be fair, for emergency stuff, for life-threatening stuff, you know, once you get into the public system, it works brilliantly. Yeah, for but, emergencies. Yeah, exactly. Really but the routine stuff, you know, and, and it's really down to choice. So if somebody really is worried about waiting lists and wants to control over where they get treated, you know, really, that's what health insurance yeah. is all about. And the good thing with health insurance is that, like, we have community rating in Ireland. Very simply, that means everybody gets charged the same. So. Yeah. Unlike car insurance, claim as much as you want because there's no penalties, but also there's no bonuses if you don't claim. So we tell everybody, use your cover, claim everything because that's what it's there for, yeah. you know. So, um, but that's why so many people have the cover here in Ireland. Other jurisdictions like the UK where they have risk rating, where the more you claim, the more you get charged. I think about 12, 15% of the population have uh, private cover, and but they have their own NA, NHS. Well, their NHS is superb compared. Sorry, it's creaking now. It's creaking now. It is exactly, now. Yeah, but, but you know, but it is much better. Than it's what we have much here. better than what. Like it, it's like private health, really, yeah. compared to what we have over in the UK. So, Paul's living in London for years. You're not HSE is I'm quite. But, you know. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is that thing of like, oh my god, I had to wait a week to get this really serious meeting, and I'm like, what? And you just got it, and they were like, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh my god, you can just walk in, and, and then you're, you know, sometimes you can down the same day. It's unbelievable. I couldn't yeah, no, get my really head around. And then the over there are the same. They're kind of going. But I think, over, I think you get your free GP prescription. Yeah. So, in fact, a lot of people moving to Ireland, um, you know, are really taken aback by just how much they have to fork out for healthcare here. Yeah. Um, you know, so look, yeah, I believe in private health insurance because I pay, I started off paying claims. So, yeah. you know, and I know You've exactly. You've seen it the other side, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And go back to something you said there, Paul, as well, um, you know, about the cost of it. Like, if you don't have it, like that day case procedure to get the injection oh. in your knee, 1,500 euro. Yeah, that yeah. MRI is 500 euro, you know, depending on the type of MRI. So, hmm. you know, the cost of not having it, if you need treatment, look, you hope you never have to use it, but like if you have good cover, and I'm all about the 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 adequacy of the cover. So lots of times I will talk with people and even though, you know, you don't want people to be spending more, but when they tell you what their issues and their concerns are, then you have to say, listen, that policy is just not adequate. It's like planning for retirement. Yeah. You know, so the whole thing is putting people on a plan that if something happens uh, that they don't have to think twice about it, as you say, the plan just kicks in and it pays the bills. Yeah. The... Other thing just to say here, just for full disclosure, why I've got a health complaint. I know I spoke about this before my kidneys. So I've been in and out of hospital since I was a kid. I'm lucky enough that my parents had me on VHI before I got sick or my they were on VHI at the time, so I was automatically included. I'm still a VHI customer, so I'm going to talk about switching now. Uh, but I'm still a VHI customer. Uh, the reason I am is that they do this really thing, cool thing called uh, the home care. Mm. So if I go into uh, the beacon with a kidney infection, They'll send me home a couple of days later when I'm not that sick. Uh, and then the VHI nurse shows up in yeah. the VHI car, comes in and gives me all my intravenous drugs in the house. And she's come to the office before. Uh, they send doctors out to the house. They discharge. Like, it's really cool, especially when you have kids. No one else provides that. So I'd stay. if I wasn't for that, I wouldn't be with VHI uh, because of cost, to be fair. But 
I can move somewhere else. Uh, the fact that I've been so long with VHI, I won't get penalised. Another way again, talking about cover. So a lot of people I know, especially people that are with you, you've been there, you mentioned they're, they're the only cover at one stage. So a lot of people in their probably 50s and 60s and kind of maybe even a bit older still with VHI. And they're probably terrified to lift. So this is an anti-VHI, by the way, I think they're pretty yeah, nice. Yeah. But it's not about choice. You can move, can't you, Dan? They can, they can, they can move. Yeah. And there's no, they're going to be raided, they're going to be, uh, if they had a pre-existing, there's no, there's no problems but it's kind of fear of that isn't it because they're used with the car and their household insurance and everything else as soon as you said I that I thought would they not ask this this and this yeah, you know, no, I, I, no. do you know Paul let me give you it's, it's a really good question and it comes up all the time particularly for older members right so to give an example imagine now if you have chronic hip pain you have arthritis of the hip and let's just say you're due to get a hip replacement on the 5th of May it's booked in to go into the Beacon Hospital and you're due to get it done so, but your insurance renewal is on the 1st of May and you're mm. currently covered on your current policy. But you find another policy with somebody else and let's just say it's a thousand euro cheaper. Okay. And by the way, that's not, that is, that that's is not possible. common. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, anybody listening now, let's just say who's on a plan that's on the market, maybe more than five, 10 years, the old like VHI plan, plan B options, health plus extra or the level two hospital schemes with Irish Life Health or let's just say the essential plus with Leia. All good schemes, are they good value? Absolutely not, right? But those plans are, let's say, 3,000 euro. Mm. There's other plans that are 2,000 euro, which basically give you the same cover. So I could switch to my current provider. I could phone up the new insurance company, make sure they cover that procedure in the beacon, which they will do. All they can ask me is, Dermot, what plan do you currently have? And I'll tell them, how long do you have it? And if I have it more than five years, I'm covered. I can go in and get my 15,000 euro hip replacement and actually, I could leave them in a year's time and go back to my previous insurance company. Now, obviously, wow. we're not advocating people do yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but you can do that. That's the law. So the law fully protects you. You get full credit for all your previous membership. And they can't, do, even if I said to this other insurance company, listen, I'm due to get you know the hip done. They just have to say, give us the procedure code. Give us the name of the consultant. Yes, you're covered. Um, you know, even, for example, anybody who's thinking of switching, I will say to people, tell the new insurance company everything that's wrong with you mm. so they can tell you what your cover is. But can they document that and use it against you or use it to load your premium, Paul, as you said? No, makes no difference. Is so the legislation is very Paul. protective. That's kind of blowing my mind because you just expect that to happen if you, you know, right. you're just going to get found out somehow. Yeah. Again, it's this kind of cynicism. Or what, what I always think, so let's say that plan is two grand, so it's 200 quid a month to, to, to just, Hmm. Two and a half grand, two four, obviously, but let's say it was two grand, two hundred a month, or let's say one hundred fifty quid a, a month. The vast majority of people that don't have health insurance would probably agree with raising their taxes to get a better public sector. So I think the vast majority of people out there have said, look, we have to raise taxes, the public sector's in bits, but we promise you, like, if your kid gets sick, or if you get sick, you'll be seeing it as X amount of time, there'll be no wait in this night, and everyone will go, yeah, that's grand. That's all health insurance. Like, that's really all this is. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's a really interesting point. It's I mean, a tax. Like, you just a tax yourself. Yeah. yeah, like at the moment, our health system probably costs 20 billion um, a year to run, right? And to be fair, it looks like, and look, Thank I'm not outside new hospital. Uh, well, I don't know. I won't, I won't comment on that one now. I'm in enough trouble. That's just, um, that's just a hospital. But, but here's the thing. To be fair, it looks like the issue is not money, okay? The issue seems to be Getting the nurses, like they probably have, I think the last figure I heard, maybe eight, 900 consultancy posts vacant, you know, getting the nurses. So uh, effectively, they can build the infrastructure, the funding is there, but getting those resources, that's the red to be tape, easy. isn't it? It's, 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 there's a lot of red tape. There is in the a HSC look, as well. you know, and 
I see I see what goes on in the public system and I see what goes on in the private system. And look, there's there's merits of each system, but but in the private hospitals, they don't get paid. Like salaries won't get paid if they don't get the claims in on time yeah. and basically turn it around. Salaries don't get paid. So, um, you know, looking at, I, I have to say, to be fair to- Yeah, they're like, the hospitals are like many, many businesses, they really. Are, yeah, they're, 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 they're run like, yeah, the commercial entities. Exactly, yeah, you yeah. know, and their reputation is everything. They have these three-year audits. Yeah. If they don't pass the audit, they're closed down. The insurance companies won't cover them. You know, so if they basically, whatever it might be, if they don't pass it, these are independent international audits, they effectively will be closed down. So- we have a really good um, interdependency what we had in Ireland where the public system was supported by the private system. Yeah. So there was something there for everybody. All that's happened now is the public system can't match the demand. And now more people are flocking to the private, private. system. And has that muddied the water, Dermot, in relation to the public v private? Because I remember even, like I said, as a kid, um, and even going to Tala Hospital as an adult, it was there was a kind of a harmony between the public and the private. And is it because the private now has gotten so big, and you mentioned half the population, that it's become a kind of, I feel, even when you're in the hospital, kind of a political thing of, oh, not say rich fee, not or the class. It's just got a bit weird. In the last decade, I've noticed a change. Uh, and even the, the talk about consultants being private and not being for the HSC and the hours they can spend and using the hospital, all this kind of political stuff has seemed to creep in a lot more in 10 years. Yeah, you can definitely see, you know, it's now becoming more evident the public versus private. Yeah. Um, and that's because the waiting lists are getting longer in the public system. So more and more people are, are, are going private. We see all these private clinics opening up now, um, like the A&E clinics, the Aphidia. Well, it's it's Aphidia on the north side. I think it's Aphidia on the south side. Well, I, I won't comment on that, right? <laughs> but you have these quick care clinics, you know. So and there's, there's more and more of these clinics opening up. And the reason being is that there's a massive demand from Irish consumers. They don't want to sit for 24 hours in a public oh A&E. They will pay 500 euro to go to a private A&E. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think it's 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 disappointing the way it's going because, you know, really we need more investment in the public system. The public system, we pay a massive amount through our taxes already. Like really private care, and I'm probably shooting myself on the foot here a little bit, but private insurance should be for those people who want the choice, private versus semi-private. Not the basics. Exactly. Yeah. We should all be able to get access to medical, essential medical treatment within a reasonable time frame. We pay enough and that's the that's what's disappointing. And unless they and I like I don't know who's gonna solve this problem, but unless they solve that, like care is all about public hospitals being for public patients. Yeah. Okay. Which sounds fine, but there is no private maternity. Mm, there is yeah. no private pediatrics. So we still have to go to the public, public system to access to get that. So really the elephant in the room right now is, you know, and I wish any minister for health the best of luck on this, sort out your waiting lists, okay, that we can all, I know I'm going to get in within three months or whatever it might be. And then you'll have more people, maybe less people feeling they have to take out private cover. And private cover will be for those people who want the extras. Um, but we're a long way from that. And I've looked, I've I don't think, to I'm going to say it. I, just, just for the avoids it there, I know, you, I know you're trying to be, polit- not say politically correct here, you're not trying to say it, but sorry, it's not going to happen. Like there's, I just cannot see the HSE, and like I said, not just going back to me being sick, but since I was a kid, I've been involved in hospitals and the HSE has over 41 years, just got worse. And I'm not slagging anybody in particular or any health minister. It's one of these just big problems that we have as a society that's never got fixed. We change government every four years. It's probably not going to get fixed. Uh, so I, I, I. How no, is it just, not at the top of everyone's list? Because going well, into I know they campaign on it, but it's like but, it's like anything. Unless you're being affected by it, so you have a, like even half of the health insurance or don't know many 
sorry, have the obligation as health insurance. Out of that half, the vast majority have never used a hospital, never used a facility like themselves. So why is this not on top of the list for everyone to... Address. I think it is on top of the list for everybody, is, yeah. but I just think it's an it's 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 unsolvable. It's just too big of a monster. There was an example. I mean, look, I, I think everybody is well intentioned, right? But this mm. is like this is a ten year turnaround. You know, this is like you know turning that oil tanker, stopping it, with, facing it the right direction, with and so the on. right people there, man, yeah. the right will well, and the right. Like, you know, yeah, a good like example. For that ten year to happen has to. And by the way, I'm not having a go at the nurses and doctors. They're amazing, oh, no, no, by the way. So there's not just if anyone's working they're in that sector. The, they're, no. they're, they're, they're legends. They're yeah. absolute legends. Yeah. But we're talking about the. They, they tried to bring in universal healthcare. Remember James Riley tried yeah. to bring this in, and that's the Dutch model. And we did extensive research on the Dutch model, and the Dutch model is amazing. But they pay a fortune for yeah. it. But it's amazing, right? There's no distinction between public and private. But when they basically were looking to turn the system around, when they had their problems, I think already eighty percent of the population were already subscribing to some type of private cover. So it's just the gap. And the problem is we know what direction we want to go in, but the gap to get there is just getting bigger. So you're right. Is look, I, I don't think it's going to change in the next five years and uh, a lot of things will change for me in the next five years but I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's going to be one of them so we are we're stuck with the current model that we currently have um, and that's why anybody who's holding out for maybe radical improvements in the public system I'm sorry it's not, it's not going, going to happen, happen. Yeah. and the other thing by the way you know just when they thought it couldn't get worse for anybody maybe who doesn't have cover they brought in those age loadings uh, yeah. for once yeah. you turn 35 so now it means that, you know, it's going to cost me more the longer I stay out. So, look, you know, there's a lot of things going on there that people just need to be cognizant of. By the way, anybody who's about to return to Ireland or who has just returned to Ireland, if you take out cover within nine months, uh, you can avoid those loadings completely. A lot of within people, nine months of getting back. You, nine yeah. months of getting back. We find a lot of people... So someone's over 35 years of age exactly. and they come back from Australia. 54 years of age. They don't have to pay that loading. Exactly. 40% loading. That stays with you for 10 years. And if they take, but the problem is they sort out the schools for the kids, they sort out their job, their mm. where a place to live, which is obviously a massive issue. And then the insurance and then the nine months have passed and now suddenly they, they didn't even know that there was a nine month exemption. So yeah, yeah, just in case anybody knows anybody who's in the process, just move back, watch out for that one. Once again, people don't know about it. So then look, I suppose we, we could probably sit on this podcast for the next 10 days and just slaughter the, 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 the political system, HSE and blah, blah. Let's, let, let, let's get back into, I suppose, the products and the health, actual health insurance. I will finish that section by saying I do consider it as a little bit of a personal tax that I pay. It's like me paying voluntary tax to make sure I've got the cover for myself and Sarah and the kids. And I think it's really, really, really important. But as we finished, we were talking previously sorry, about switching. So let's just get back into that switching. So we're saying that you can switch anytime you want from provider to provider. But obviously, what are the big things to look out here, look out for here when you are switching? As you're saying, tell them everything. Tell them a health complaint you have. Make sure you're covered. What's the errors you've seen? Let's talk about some of the mistakes. Yeah. Well, let me put it like this. So the key components of any policy, okay? So you want to be covered for every public hospital and every private hospital, yeah. okay? Um, and now... Some people will say, well, what are these high-tech hospitals? Okay, yeah. so that's BlackRock Clinic and the Matter Private. Now, for most people, you don't need to be fully covered for everything in there. Those policies cost €4,000 per adult. But most mid-level plans will cover you for major heart surgery and BlackRock and the Matter Private and a few other things. So that's why people will see this thing like high-tech cardiac. Yeah. That's what that is. Right? Now, the high-tech cardiac, just for example, just asking you this, I don't know how to answer this question, obviously. How different is the operation of BlackRock compared to 
Vincent's or Tala or do they do them there? Because I presume they do. Yeah, because they, they can't. Your pod page can't get it. That, no, very good question. We get asked this now, Paul, all the time. So here's the thing. And once again, I'm not a doctor, but what you'll see is BlackRock and Matter Private are the centers of excellence for cardiac care. So they, as I understand it, were the first ones doing these TAVI procedures, which is a very clever way of putting a stent, stent in, in yeah. through an artery rather than the traditional open heart surgery, the 35,000 euro. Now, what happens is when BlackRock Clinic and the Matter Private get these technologies 34, in... Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said another, that very flippantly. I, I didn't want to give anybody... You'll have another heart attack when you <laughs> yeah. see the bill, you know. 35 grand. That Look, stent procedures can cost anything 18, 20, 30, 40,000 procedures. And by the way... So what's a bypass cost? Like, what's a bypass cost? Like a big Probably, massive... Well, depending on... See, sometimes it's the, it's the actual piece of equipment that they put in. They are so expensive. So my understanding of that TAVI procedure, um, it's the actual little stent thing that they put in. That's what the high cost is. Okay. Um, now, obviously, you have the hospital costs and consultants costs. So what I would say... Like, if you're over 40... A friend of mine, when I was like 39 years of age, had stents put in so what's happening now is for preventative preventative reasons exactly if they think hang on this guy has an underlying heart put in the the stent now so it means he's better able to cope quicker recovery than maybe when he's 10-15 years older so I would just say to anybody who's 40 plus you need to have high tech cardiac cover on your policy right you want a low excess you don't want to be paying 500-600 per claim and these corporate plans now Paul you've heard you and I have discussed these loads of times right so People are going to think, I can't join a corporate plan. Corporate plans are the best plans on the market. So think of all the big multinationals in Ireland, okay? And we all know somebody who works there or you've got family working there. They have the best policies. If you ask them for the name of the plan that they have and you phone up that insurance company and ask for that plan name, you get it. So every plan... You you don't have to work for that corporation. No, you get the plan. The yeah, corporates yeah, are not going to pay me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They won't take you on that part. Yeah. You know, but, uh, <laughs> no, but, no, but you, you do. You, so you can join any plan. So that's why you see the goalposts move a little bit each year. Yeah. New plans come out, old plans retired, plans go up in price. But for those big corporate clients, they'll launch another new plan to look after them and they'll call it some ridiculous name. Mm. Like VHI have 60 of these PMI plans. PMI 6010. They'll have 65 by the end of the year. Leia have different naming conventions. Irish Life have 4D Health 1, 2, 3, 4 and 5. They've launched these new Health Guide 1, 2, 3, 4. So all these are, are the new plans. So if you phone up each year and simply give them the name of the plan, it doesn't matter who it's for. If you're 95 years of age and you ask for that plan and you're happy with the benefits, you get it. Hmm. So a lot of people, so there's lots of myths out there. Yeah, so yeah. one myth is, can I switch? Or I can't switch, you absolutely can switch. Must they take me on with all my existing conditions? Absolutely. Can they turn around and say, we're not going to cover that hip surgery or, you know, or load me because I tell them all my medical problems? No, they can't. Um, And can I join any plan that's on the market? Absolutely, you can. So there's a lot of good things about the legislation Mm. that Uh, a lot of consumers aren't aware of. Brilliant things. Um, And another, by the way, just an interesting trend. So there's a lot of, you mentioned it earlier on, Paul, a lot of older people, doesn't matter what you say to them. I will spend, by the way, half my time when I'm speaking to an older client with underlying conditions, Half my time spent with them is not advising on the benefits. It's reassuring them that if they switch, there won't be a break in their cover. You know, and they'll ask the same question over and over. And I would say to anybody right now, you know, you might be on really good value cover, but I can guarantee your parents, your grandparents, your elderly relatives, they're all throwing money away. Potentially 500 to 1,000 euro per adult. And they can actually get better cover. So, but you should do the review for them. You should sit, hold their hands, sit with yeah, them on the phone, right. ask the questions. And you know what it is? Fair is the VHI. Oh, so I keep going back to VHI, right? But fair is the VHI. VHI loves Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They've got a real good brand. There's, 
Like I know some of my clients now from a kind of a wealth management point of view would just not go on a switch from VHI. They're just not going to switch. And you can sit down and say to them, like put them down for an hour and say, yeah, there's good. that or like lay it. No, yeah, yeah. not a hope. Even within hell. the VHI, would they switch policy or something like that? Well, actually, they... no, Paul, that's, you've actually hit the nail on the head. See, yeah. And sorry, Paul, no interest no, in okay. this, but here's the thing. When people hear switching, they immediately think, I don't want to change insurance yeah, companies. Yeah. 50% of all switches are to better plans with the same insurer. So that's the thing. Like, you know, no. that's what people yeah. miss out. And really, you know, a good advisor should always try and get you a better plan, value plan from your current insurer. And then, and only then, if that doesn't match your requirements and there's something better, then look at switching you. But a lot of people don't realize, you know, that there's phenomenal deals with the current providers that they're all missing. Can I just throw something in there? This is not to blow smoke up Dermot's backside. I swear to God, it's not not rehearsed, but he says a good advisor. Only give this guy a ring. And look, and Claire's here, and Claire knows him here, and he's right, he says, I'm genuinely mean that. I'm not sure yet. Keep going. He's like, you're gonna switch. You can't switch your, your phone bill for your. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're playing foot tag under the table, but I can't yeah, reach yeah, you. Yeah. you know? um, no, but I, I genuinely mean no, that no, because yeah. even when you say go to a good advisor, I don't know him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that because he's in the room. Mm-hmm. And most of the people, and Claire's not in her head here. Anyone <laughs> that I know that knows anything would say, hell, it's a damn it good. <laughs> That's all everyone would say. So it, it is really important to get the advice. And I, you're right, get the older people in the family or whatever to have a chat as well and sit in the consultation with them, maybe. And Absolutely. Make the it's just, you know, because look, younger people know what mom and dad want. And here's what happens sometimes, right? The psychology of this. Yeah. So mom and dad know they need to shop around. Dad doesn't want to move. So he phones up the insurance company and he's looking for them to tell him things yeah. that he can go back and convince <laughs> exactly. Mrs. Murphy, I phoned, I did what you told me. My dad's going to be listening to this. Yeah, listen. They told hard. me not to move, right? Yeah. So you need the kids there saying, mom and dad, you're being ridiculous here. You don't need that. You don't. You need this and you're getting all of this. So we're going to manage it all for you. And if you ask the right questions and tell them everything, like we get people, here's what people will say. Why didn't I do this 10, 15 years yeah, ago? I've yeah. been showing thousands. And we say, listen, better late than never. Yeah, okay? you're doing it now. Yeah. And, and you know, you might look now. And by the way, here's the other thing too as well. Phone them up, grill them, tell them everything. But you don't have to switch. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, if you're not comfortable, and a lot of people for their own reasons, they're not comfortable to switch just now, but they do it the next year and the year. And and the good thing is, I would do lots of talks to various retirement organizations. And, and they're brilliant because... They're now getting savvy with technology, with their apps. They're now absolutely, and I'm going to say this over and over, get them on the phone. Don't do it online. Because if you get them on the phone, everything's recorded. It's tagged to your policy. And every question you answer them, the answer is recorded. And they have to answer specifically, is that center covered? Is that procedure covered? Mm. Is that consultant? You'll never find that online. Like You need counseling after you go and try and do this online. Like, you know, so get them on the phone, do it on the phone, tell them everything, ask everything. And then, and by the way, here's a tactic. Sometimes the insurance companies will say, well, you know, Dermot, rather than keeping you on the phone, we'll send you out a comparison, you know? No, no, keep me on the phone. Send out the comparison afterwards. But I want to go through everything and both of you on the phone, mom and dad, Mr. and Mrs. or your partners, everybody on the phone, have a nice, strong, mug of coffee put whatever you need into it to get you to it <laughs> yeah. but that's the way to do it and the people who do that every year get phenomenal deals and people do do it every year as in like they look at the policy they pick a day whatever they, once they've done it once they kind of get to know okay now I know how this works mm-hmm. I know the process you know and and look if you tell them everything and by the way one of the simplest things to simply say is here's the plan that I have we'll say VHI help plus extra 2,951 
Um, right, what's the closest equivalent plan that you have to that scheme right now that gives me similar cover, but that's cheaper? Um, and just sit back. Mm. And then if they come up with a plan, then the next question is, great, now tell me, how does that compare to what I have? What am I losing? What am I gaining? And yeah. just sit back, you know, and then tell them everything, ask everything. And then they know that you know what you're doing. And yeah. they know that, okay, I need to be absolutely, you know, very, very specific. And to be fair to the insurers, if you phone them up, training, yeah. they know that they need to be detailed because they know if they give you misleading or wrong information, so recorded, yeah. they will end up paying the claim. Yeah. You know, and the people who do it that way get the best deals. Wow. One That's thing cold. to touch on here is that there is a comparison site. Uh, you just want to get... Now, I don't recommend going there because you think you need counselling after going to the insurance company sites. But I'm just afraid someone's going to give me a comment somewhere on this or text me saying you never mentioned there's a website that does all this hmm. you'd want an absolute degree uh, I, I hate the website personally speaking right? the HIA uh, the, yeah, health, the, the health insurance authority website, authority website. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has got some element of a comparison between all the different products but you need to know what all those different comparisons and products and terminology yeah. mean I think you're right I think ringing the companies and finding out what's going on what's important to you or Dermot uh, in this case uh, is, is way more important but I just want to let people know yeah. that, that yeah. the HIA website is there in the background you want to go wreck your head and do all the research. And, and maybe put a quick comment. There is the site there and, and lots of people use that site. And I would say to people, look, use it and try the site, but never make a decision based on that website. No. It only gives you part of the picture. Sometimes there's the odd errors. And I look, I, I, I don't envy the person who has to try to update 340 plans all the it's... time. We use it all the time. But I would say to anybody, whether you're joining or switching, if you find a plan on that website, grant, but go and talk to an authorised advisor, whether it's the insurance company, because they're all authorised to give advice, or an advisor, the health insurance authority personnel are not qualified advisors. No, they're and the job isn't to give. No. They, in fact, if you look at the website, which is really interesting, page one, and they have to do this, so there's nothing wrong with this, is we accept no responsibility for any advice given any But you can't the buy their either, so it's no. not looking, it's just the kind of research. It's a good basically. starting point, though. Yeah, it, it is, is a it good is. Start. And it's all not a place to make a decision, no, though. No, no, it, no. It's a good place to maybe educate yourself a bit and see the vast majority of the plans. Uh, Dermot, just, just kind of keeping this rolling, from, that's the switching. I think we've given really good advice, you've given really good advice in relation to the switching part here. Um, let's talk about people getting health insurance for the first time. So, I'm going to just, re it's a possible to go through everything on the podcast couple two kids where to go well first of all what I would say to anybody thinking of joining is decide on your budget before you do anything great how much are you going to spend okay so if that's 2000 for the family or 750 for yourself what is my budget and then you phone up the insurance companies and believe it or not you just tell them I have 750 to spend or 2000 for my family what's the best Product that What's you the have? cheapest in the marketplace today to give some people? Because people are just saying, yeah, oh, is that, like, oh, mine's 250 or 150. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you now, so the, the entry level plans. So, entry level plans, cheapest plans right now, 464 with Irish Life, which is a plan called First Cover. Um, you have another plan with VHI called Public Plus Care, which I think is 480. And you have a plan with Leia called Assure Protect. I'm sorry about these names, but Assure Protect from Leia 513. They're the entry-level plans. They just cover public hospitals. Okay. But Paul, specific answer to your question, two adults, two children. Right now, Leia have an offer where you pay for the first child under 18 
and any other children are free, free or any, free. any other child is free. Exactly, I think up to three or four. So, and the best free plan is a plan called Flex One Two Five Choice, which right now is free. Now, these offers might be there maybe till the end of May, but then they tend to be repeated. Repeat the LJ. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. How long but do they last? Uh, when they put an offer into the market, they have to leave it there for two months because years ago, what used to happen was they put an offer in for a day because they might have a big corporate renewal. Yeah. And you'd never know. But now the law, in fairness, like the, the legislation... The law is in the, cl- in, in the client's favour here, really, compared it to every is, other... It protects you. If, if there's an offer there, a discount, yeah. it's there for two months. If oh. a plan is on the market, doesn't matter what it's called, um, you can join the plan, you know. But but there are. But I would say to anybody thinking of joining now, deciding your budget. Now, the key thing, anybody, once again, who's, who's joining as a new member, those waiting periods. So here's what happens. Young people, bulletproof, think they'll never get sick. And, you know, health insurance is way down the list of priorities. But then they have the sports injury. They get hit a whack of a hurl at the weekend or whatever. And now I've got a a damaged shoulder. And now they join. But that's an existing condition, not covered in hospital for five years. Whereas if you took out insurance the Friday before you play the game, accidents are covered straight away. Or the the worst case scenario, you have a six-month lead-in. So... The time to take out, like any insurance, as it's you when know, you're younger, yeah, yeah. when you're healthy, you know. And by the way, anybody who might be thinking of upgrading their cover, do it when you're healthy. So just to say, th- sorry, just you just took the words in my mouth almost. I'm 30 years of age. I go in for one of those entry plans at 513 quid relay. And I want to, I get a whack with the horror at the weekend. Um, and I want to upgrade my policy next year to a better policy that has the tech and the heart and all that kind of stuff. Am I excluded from the injury just had or am I once I'm in, am I in? Okay, so we, and once again, it's a relevant question to get that, you know, anybody thinking of upgrading uh, will put to us. If you are healthy when you upgrade your cover, then you get the upgraded cover immediately. No yeah. questions asked. If you have an existing condition and they won't even ask you what the existing condition is, they'll simply say, if you have an existing condition, it might be, you mightn't even have been diagnosed with something. I could have stomach pain That's or something like that or an ache. If it's there and you've already been to a doctor, it's on record. And that means that the higher level of cover, the extra cover you're adding on, you won't get that for two years. But you still keep your cover on the basic plan. Yeah, so this okay. is the thing. So I did this. So I upgraded with VHI a few years ago. Um, uh, a good few years ago. And my kidney complaint was extremely Sorry, any pre-ignition kidneys were excluded, but I still paid the premium on the higher premium that was excluded because everything else was covered. Mm. So I couldn't go into the Blackrock Clinic for my kidneys. I'd have to go, you know, it was the Beacon anyway, it just wasn't a high tech. So I go out to the Beacon, but if I got a heart attack, I go down to the, go down to the Blackrock because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't pre-existent. So I was really, like, there's just so many of these different terminal, but yeah. I had the premium as if I was going to the Blackrock Clinic for everything. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. Sure. Now, actually, here's another thing that people miss, people don't realise. You know, these corporate plans we just mentioned. So yeah. let's go back to the guy or girl or gal or whatever who gets a whack of a hurt at the weekend, right? So they're going to need physiotherapy. Copper face jacks at the weekend, so. Yeah. <laughs> they're, going to, they're going to need physiotherapy. Yeah, maybe just don't tell them where you sustain the injury. Right? Yeah. Um, but look, you're going to Some need physiotherapy. Covers. You're going to need to go to see a consultant. You're going to get scans, GP, acupuncture. If you join one of those corporate plans, that benefit kicks in immediately. So you mightn't be covered to go in and get the injection in your shoulder or to get the surgery, but if I'm going to spend a fortune on physio and acupuncture and all that type of stuff, I can go onto those corporate plans. And once you're under 50 with all the insurers, that kicks in immediately. So you can upgrade and get that straight away. So That's sometimes amazing. we'll be dealing with an 80-year-old client who might say, I now am going to a consultant, let's just say, you know, twice a month because of underlying conditions. And we'll put them on one of these corporate plans. And Leia, in fact, don't have any age restriction. So effectively, 
the 75% back on your consultants and so forth kicks in immediately. So lots of times there's little, I suppose, angles there where you can actually get somebody to cover straight away. But there is, strictly speaking, a two-year upgrade um, for that. The other thing, too, for any any new member thinking of joining. So let's just say I'm 27 years of age, I'm healthy, and I have 500 euro. 500 euro buys you the basic health insurance, okay? But people don't realize these cash plans are out there. So HSF Health Plan is a company that's in the market 70 years. They have these cash plans. So I can buy a cash plan with HSF for 515 euro. I now get 450 back on dental and optical. I get 12 GP visits at 20 per visit. I get 75 cash into my hand for every night I'm in hospital. Phenomenal plans, right? Now, they're not health insurance. That's the key thing. But for any anybody who maybe can't afford private cover, doesn't believe in it, or, or for whatever reason they don't want to do it now, they should be looking at those cash plans. Or there's also dental plans as well, like VHI yeah. dental plans, D-Care Dental are probably the, the main provider. And those dental plans for comprehensive cover, like 400, 440 euro, you know, mm. and you get checkups fully covered twice a year, 70% back, money back on crown. The, so there's plans for everybody. Those plans, so those plans, I remember them going back years, they started off in the industry 20 odd years ago. Uh, and those cash back plans were great for people used to have them. Um, I find that people have health insurance and they're not claiming what they should be claiming for. They're GP. They don't know what they're entitled to. Yeah, yeah. So anyone that's listening that has health insurance, we just ring up your health, ring up the provider in the next 24 hours and just say, listen, can you let me know what I'm entitled to claim back here without going into hospital? So the GP visit, the prescriptions, or the the, the, uh, the, the physio, or all these different things, you'll be very surprised at what you can claim back. Yeah. Uh, and, and people don't. For years ago, they did. I think that's just the thing with money no, these days. Absolutely right. In fact, there's there's another two myths out there on this. So, well, three nearly. Sometimes people won't claim because they think it's going to affect my premium. Premium, yeah. No effect. Second thing is, people don't realize you can download the apps now. So VHI Lay in Irish Life. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. And usually, you come out of your physiotherapy Take a photograph of the receipt. It's gone straight into the insurance company. Money is in your bank in, in the next three days. Yeah. And by the way, people will sometimes say, oh, you know what? I didn't know exactly what I could claim. So we just tell people, send in everything. Yeah. Now, veterinary bills, you know, phone bills, <laughs> you're not going to, but people do. You'd be surprised what people send in, but send in everything and they'll take out what's not eligible. Final thing on this. Sometimes people will say, oh, you know what? I just claimed off the tax man. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Okay. Yeah, taxman's only 20%. Absolutely. Claim off the health insurance. So most of those corporate plans. And the taxman after, just to say, claim the health insurance for us whenever you haven't exactly. got back then. Claim That's off the, the key thing. Whenever you don't get back on the health insurance, 20% claim. back on, on the taxman. I know we mentioned the corporate plans quite a bit or whatever. Yeah. So just to give people, because like, people once again think health insurance can cost thousands, right? Those corporate plans right now, like Irish Life Health Guide 1, VHI, PMI 5210, and the Leia Inspire scheme, all costing roughly 1,260 euro per adult and about 300, 330 per child. Hmm. And then the next level up is about 13, 1,400. Like even for people right now, like I want a private room if I go into hospital. Hmm. I wouldn't impose myself on anybody, right? But I want that private room if I can get it. And I, I need 75% back on GP and consultants fees. Like 4D Health 4 with Irish Life, Company Plan Extra Level 1 with VHI, and Leia have a new plan called Momentum. These plans are all roughly 17, 1800 euro. Private room, 
massive refunds and outpatient expenses. Most people don't even know they exist. They're paying double the premium and not getting half those benefits. That is mind blowing. And just to let the listeners know, Dermot doesn't have, have any anything in front, in front of him. He's like <laughs> Rayman. I could be making it all up he now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Rayman. Irish yeah. Life PM W five six three. I won't tell you what, yeah. what the kids call me, but, uh, yeah, but, but it's not yeah. Rayman. No, not well. <laughs> yeah, no. Look, and, and and that's why I have huge sympathy for consumers because, yeah. like, I'm rattling this stuff off here, whatever, and like lots of people. You know, if you don't do the preparation before you go on the call, you're going to get lost on the call yeah. and you're going to do nothing. Yeah. So that's why a little bit of either the HIA or speak to an advisor or just, you know, decide your budget and exactly what you want. And then when you're on the phone, ask them, you know, tell them everything you need and keep them on the phone. You'd be surprised. And by the way, here's another thing. You know, sometimes people will say to me, when I phoned up the insurance company and asked for the plan you gave me, they were surprised that they had it. Yeah. <laughs> Because what happens is some of the people you speak to on the phone, like, you know, think of some kid on the call center, maybe has six months, eight months training. Brand new, yeah. You know, they're relying on what their system prompts them to go through. And what people yeah. are asking them as well. Exactly, yeah, you buddy. know. So that's why that little bit of prep work in advance, you know, and when you are on the phone to them and you're getting them to, you know, the closest equivalent scheme, get them, listen, uh, make sure you include all your corporate plans in mm. that. And by the way, another thing at the end of the call, when you're just before you do the deal, just ask them, by the way, that is absolutely the best value plan at that level. There's no other plan that you've overlooked or maybe don't know of that I'll find out subsequently. And they have to say yes or no. Brilliant. So it's how you engage with the insurance company, yeah. you know, and, and that's where the savings are. Very good. That's incredible. Dermot, one of the, uh, you know what, we actually have covered so much and we've got loads of questions in. We might polish them off on an Instagram or something for people as well at a later date. But at the moment, can you bring us through one of the questions, sorry, a lot of the questions I got today, uh, and it's the biggest question I've got, the most amount of questions I've got on a topic on, maternity benefits and for women. Um, what are the big tips here or what to watch out for? Or when is there a big cost of getting rid of them? So if you're female and you're finished your family and you're not going to have any more kids, uh, at the time of recording this, my wife's your baby in two weeks. Def definitely our last. So. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I said that the last one. Sorry, last not one. from Paul. I've heard that generally before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, seriously, what's the what, what's the advice you have here for, for, for women and maternity benefits? Okay, let's take the latter part of that first. So everybody, if you look at your policy, every male, every female has maternity, psychiatric, alcoholism, everything on their on their plans, right? So... There's a piece of legislation called minimum benefits, which means we all have to have, well, sorry, it has to be in the policy. It's basically to make sure the insurance companies, every plan they bring out has a minimum standard of cover. Okay. So if you see stuff on your plan that has no relevance to you whatsoever, don't give it a second thought, skip it. It can't be removed really, and it makes no difference. So that's the first thing. Second thing for anybody planning a family, you know, there is no real, there's no private maternity hospitals now. Yeah. So, and the best you're going to get from your health insurance plan, by the way, the maternity cover is good, but it is never fully covered. You will roughly get half your cost back. Okay. So think of it like this. If you're going, if you go public to have a baby, there is no charge. Yeah. Okay. Because you're not going to be in a waiting list. Okay. Well, hopefully not. Right. But you're going to get treated straight away. You mightn't like the consultants. You mightn't like the hospital, but you're going to get treated. And a lot of people now go public. So if you decide to go privately for whatever reason, you're going to basically pick uh, an obstetrician or their team that's going to treat you. Now, they're going to charge you a fee. And look, I could be, give or take, anything from three and a half to 5,000 euros. You four grand, say. Yeah. So that's roughly for your pre and postnatal care, attending at the time of delivery and any issues that arise. You will see that consultant and their team. 
when you go in to have your baby, well, as to whether you get private or semi-private, it just depends on availability when you go yeah. in. So you could go into, let's just say, Hollow Street or, or the Rotunda and all the private suites are full. You're going into a public ward. But as soon as a private room comes free, they'll move you straight into yeah. it, right? So your 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 hospital bill is fully covered by the insurance. Three days fully covered. If it's a delivery by cesarean, that's fully covered. Where the real shortfall is, is on the consultant's fee. Because the most you're really going to get back on your insurance, depending on your plan, is roughly between 900 and maybe 1,400 euro. So... And this is what anybody, let's just say, going privately, always ask your obstetrician um, to break down the bill. What is your total cost? Because what happens is sometimes they'll get a bill to say uh, it's 4,000 and they're thinking, yeah, but I get 1,400 from the insurance. No, no, they've already deducted the 1,400. Sure. You have to pay 4,000, right? So just so there's no surprises. But look, um, maternity is covered once you're on cover for 12 months. From okay. between the day you join and the date of birth of the child. And if you move, switch, provider, it doesn't make... Carries across as well. Exactly. Once you're not upgrading your cover. That's one yeah. thing just to be careful of. And um, one a mistake that people make, by the way, is that they don't claim the tax relief on the medical expenses that aren't covered. And another mistake people make or make is that uh, one of the good things as well, all newborn children, so Paul, for you, they are covered on the policy oh, from date of birth till the next renewal for free. Oh, the next renewal. I thought it was one year's No, to the next renewal. So hmm. it depends you have to on your, add them. Yes. Boy, the now, next renewal. Well, add them on within 13 weeks of date of birth. Here's right. what happens. And we get this all the time is that people will kind of go, well, sure, I don't need to phone up the insurance company because there's no charge. But you do need to phone them up to add, you know, the baby onto the policy. Because once the baby's added from date of birth, there's no waiting periods. But if you forget and add the baby on six months later at the renewal, they're subject to all the waiting periods. Ah. So just so uh, once again, you come home three, four weeks later, phone up the insurance company and or you can do it online sometimes. Name and date of birth of the child and, and the child is covered. If you're lucky, your renewal is January, baby arrives in February, you get the rest of the year for free. Okay, but just that, be careful. That's a bit of family one. planning there. Now make sure before I, you I can't give before you have kids. I'm not gonna even the, attempt to give guidance <laughs> on that one. So there are more things then for, for, for women then on the maternity benefits. We're talking about what happens when you went to the hospital and you had the baby and blah blah blah. So what happens for I've seen this a, a bit in the press lately in relation to IVFs or someone's having difficulty having um, you know, getting pregnant, um, or conceiving. And then on the other end, when they're finished having the baby or during the baby, they have other complications where they need to get their physio or need to get additional care, uh, or they have different health problems during the pregnancy or after the pregnancy just bring, bring us through a few of them for, for women yeah, so there's, there's lots of hidden benefits um, so for example during pregnancy like there's all kinds of extra ancillary benefits connected with maternity so like care, birthing partners 4D scans you know you can get these food hampers when you come home you can some, some policies will give you a contribution towards cleaning services for three or four days, you know, after the birth of the child. There's all these really good extras, particularly on those corporate plans, right, that people aren't aware of. It kind of goes back to something you said, um, Paul, earlier. If you are having a child, get onto the insurance company right. and they will set out everything you're entitled to because one of the things people will say to us, if only I'd known and it's too yeah, late. Yeah. So that's one thing, but the interest... Is there a tab for wetting the baby's head and the local booze around? <laughs> um, best of luck with that one, Paul, is all I would say to you, right? Uh, maybe on your policy, but no. But, but you know what? And you see, one of the good things with competition, they're all adding on new stuff all yeah, the time. And once one insure, yeah, once one insurer puts on something, next thing the others will basically follow suit, you know? So like we had somebody there recently where there is a food hamper. Thing. Now, this insurance company in this case was Irish Life Health, but I'm sure the others have something similar 
where within a subject to certain criteria, they will send out either vouchers or a food hamper, you know. So like when mom comes home with baby, like the last thing, probably cooking, preparing meals and whatever. So it's look, all those things help. And they're on the policy. And you have yeah. to claim them. You have to you have to make them aware that that's what you want. Well, they kind of they kind of they don't know when you had the baby. We don't tell them, Paul. What? They don't just send the hamper every month. Hope you had a baby. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Paul's going to start claiming a food hamper now every yeah, exactly. month. You know? Every yeah. month. Going, this guy is popular. Paul's pa- like, on hold pa- on, paper, so Paul has twelve children. You know, <laughs> in one year. You know, Paul reads it here going. So I actually what have maternity food? benefits on my plan, <laughs> even though I'm male. Yeah. So do I just get a hamper every month? <laughs> the sausages with that or yeah. nice are going to be sorry now that they ever took on Paul. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The other thing, um, fertility treatment or infertility treatment. I remember years ago, one of the one of the key exclusions on mm. insurance, anything to do with fertility or you know artificially assisted reproduction was the phrase not covered. But once again, competition. So now it's not fully covered. What you'll find is on the good mid-level corporate plans or higher, there's usually a thousand euro, maybe fifteen hundred euro towards, let's just say, the cost of certain eligible treatments. You must be on the policy usually for 12 months. You have to go to the approved clinic or partner. But there's also contributions towards counselling. Um, let's just say st- it's like sperm preservation, egg preservation. There's all these extra benefits that were never there years ago That's that class. are on policies. Yeah, it's so great to see. Again, absolutely. And it just, you know, people sometimes say there's not enough competition. There isn't. But I remember when there was 14 plans and none of that was covered. In yeah, fact, most of the yeah. benefits we've discussed already in the They're podcast all new. Weren't, weren't covered, you know. Dermot, ju- just to finish up for, on the, this last question, what would you do if somebody has, we've mentioned something, they haven't claimed it? How long can you go back? Okay, with, so... With insurance, is it pair? So, because we're, we're giving a lot of information on this and I know what's going to happen. I guarantee people listening to this go, oh, Matt, they're missing out on a grant or a mm. benefit or I didn't do this. So, ring the insurance company, tell them, change your arm or maybe there is, like, is it two years, three years or is it yearly? If you don't claim it within a year, it's lost. <coughs> yeah, excuse me. So, just on that, so for the outpatient expenses, it's really just for last year, right. okay? Um, so, Irish Live, within six months of renewal, Leia have, they say it has to be within 12 months of the date of the service. And then VHI, I think it's three months. Now, there was some flexibility with the insurance companies with COVID and allowing people to claim retrospectively, but I think they've got pretty okay. strict on that. So I would encourage everybody, download the app, claim everything straight Great. away. Okay. Excellent. Um, the other thing too as well, if you're in hospital, all those claims are made directly between the hospital and the insurance company. Yep. So you shouldn't have to worry about that. Mm. Um, you know, So look, at you know the real thing is now claim as you go. And I make sure you get every single refund you can possibly get from them. Dermot, we have a couple Brilliant. of curveball questions for you before you go. I knew you would. Brilliant. Who do you support? <laughs> <laughs> Rugby or football? Uh, uh, that wasn't one, but yeah, it was, what is it? I'm kind of intrigued now, Javas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who do you support, Rugby Wise? <laughs> well, I'm, see, now here's where I'm going. I'm a Munster supporter, even though I'm born and bred Leinster. Oh, Only though, yeah. sorry, when Leinster are playing Munster, it's Munster. But when Leinster are playing, of course, I'm shouting for Leinster tomorrow. Okay. But I'm a Munster get away fan. with that. Yeah. Wow. Munster got me in soccer. You can tell by my profile, I'm a, I was a rugby player. Yeah, not. Yeah. Soccer. Um, soccer, Liverpool. Get in. That has just destroyed the podcast. No, not for me. Oh, really? All right. Okay. Okay. So best money decision you've ever made. Do you know what? 
best uh, put it in let me put it another way too right um, plan the, 647544 yeah, from yeah. our side back in 1983 yeah. <laughs> no, do you know if I could put it two ways right genuinely one of the best decisions I made was like I'm a firm believer in getting good advice you know you cannot doesn't matter how good you are you cannot know it's a running team right? really isn't it you isn't know? it yeah, yeah. just a long time ago sat down with somebody and basically and they knew their stuff and uh, and now when I look back you know 20 years ago some of the stuff they said I'm kind of like thankfully I listened to them and did what they did so you know the other thing too as well I suppose look I was lucky in that I had an opportunity to I suppose go out and set up my own business and, yeah. and try something. I, if I may say, I was previously employed by friends first are now part of Aviva and they were very supportive, which enabled me to do that. And, you know, so mm. I was lucky certain things just fell into place, but listening to good advice can't can't get better than that. You know? Yeah, ju- just to correct you on being lucky. So, yeah, I think I, I, I get that I do that as well, but you're also extremely generous with your time and you're also very interested in people getting good advice because you honour good advice. And I, w- I will yeah. say that, uh, just to say, uh, worst financial decision? Uh, property-based, geared, <laughs> property, geared property investments, you know, just, you know the thing, just following the sheep because everybody yeah. was doing it. Look, we all did it or whatever, you know, and, uh, but look, as you look back and you kind of go, okay, you know, learn yeah, from that or whatever, yeah. you know, but yeah, yeah, like everybody else, you know, so, uh, yeah, probably I'd rather not talk about that. You know? yeah. <laughs> He's going to reduce me to tears know, at the end yeah. of the podcast. Well, whatever. it's corny. Your plan has a psychologist and a counselling oh, yeah. session for that very problem. And EAP, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, Dermot, uh, oh, that was brilliant. Like, uh, amazing. It was, I, my mind's a bit blown. Like, Joe up, no, no, my pleasure. Look, yeah. you know, you, look, there's, there's something there for everybody. I just think health insurance, if you approach it properly, it's 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 doable and there's big savings, you know, and people people now who are under financial pressure, yeah. you know, don't cancel. You know, look at the other options out there and there's loads of tricks that you can employ to stay in the system and keep your cover. I'd love to say the public system is going to turn around. You don't need it. Maybe something will happen, but nothing in the foreseeable future. So, you know, just be careful with your cover. And maybe yeah. the last thing I'd say to everybody, check everything in advance. Yeah. If I can give you one, I had a case not too long ago. Somebody checked in advance, didn't get right information, uh, went into a hospital, had a six-figure bill that was rejected. And basically, when we went and looked, they were told twice um, by an insurer that, no, you will be covered. To be fair to the insurer, they paid the claim. Wow, so no, checking cool, everything yeah. in advance. Look, these things happen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, checking everything in advance and then, look, you know, hopefully you won't have to use it anytime soon. But if, if you do, it'll work for you. Brilliant. Brilliant. And then I know it's given so much value because, and you know what, I've, I've often, we spoke before as well on different social media platforms um, and joint content for people. But uh, I think in the podcast, that's why I'm loving the podcast so much is that it gives that kind of topic long content where you yeah. can really learn a lot about the different parts of product on yeah. Instagram and even the radio shows you be involved on they're quick you know you get maybe two well, or three minutes yeah, this is brilliant because yeah, it means it's... people can and they can record it yeah, they and, can, and they can listen back very easy well so look thank you for your no, time for no, it has on. been a long time really appreciate it and Dermot just lastly you have very very kindly offered uh, listeners a bit of a discount so what you want how are we going to work this as yeah so you know look if, if, if anybody if anybody is ever interested in a review of their cover they can simply send through an inquiry okay Get new cover, sorry. or even new yeah, cover. Sorry, right. review the cover or, or joining. Absolutely, both the same. But if they mention that they, let's just say, heard about this on the podcast, then we'll just automatically give a ten percent reduction on the fee. It's only small, but look, every, every little bit counts. One hundred percent. Thank you. And maybe just one other small thing I would say to people as well: if somebody sends through an inquiry, and we know that's a good plan already, we're just going to tell them: listen, unless you're not happy with the plan, you don't need a review. Stay as you are, because we've no interest in putting somebody through the process. 
when the plan they have is already one of those top class corporates. Yeah, teams. one deal. So Unless it's they say it's nearly as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so look, just check it out and then um but look, very happy to pass it on. Hopefully, just say the email then. address then, Dermot, for that then, or so, be better off email c- contacts. Info at totalhealthcover.ie. Brilliant. Thanks, Dermot. Much appreciated. Thanks for listening to the Two Pauls on a Pod podcast. If you've liked what you've heard today, please don't forget to subscribe to more episodes. We'd love to hear from our listeners. So if you have any financial questions or if you have feedback from the show, just go to askpaul.ie or check out Paul's Instagram account on Ask Paul. And don't forget you can find Paul Reed on Paolo Rito on Instagram. Thanks, Paul.